Talk Radio. Earlier this month, archaeologist Dr. Steve Collins claimed to have discovered the biblical Bronze Age cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, two of the cities destroyed by fire and brimstone in an act of divine judgment from God. He even claims to have found a piece of glazed pottery which he says was superficially melted on the surface, similar to the way sand melts at test sites for various explosive devices. Dr. Collins proposed location for Sodom is in present-day Jordan, in the Jordan River Valley, on the north side of the Dead Sea. He based this conclusion on Genesis 13, which he says, quote, is the verbal map to get to the city of Sodom. However, there's a wide variety of theories on the true location of Sodom, Gomorrah, and the other cities of the plains, most of which place the cities on the south end of the Dead Sea, rather than on the north end, as Dr. Collins believes. Some even place the cities beneath the Dead Sea, underwater. One of the most compelling views does a little of both, placing Sodom and Gomorrah on the south end of the Dead Sea, with Adma and Zeboam on the north end. This view is derived from Genesis 10:19, which draws out a rectangle as it describes the borders of Canaan, future Israel. Quote, And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gerar unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah, and Adma and Zeboam, even unto Lasha. The reason this layout of the cities of the plains is compelling is because scientific evidence has been discovered to confirm that the biblical story is in fact a historical event. The Bible says that these cities were exceedingly wicked, and not a single righteous person could be found inhabiting them. So in the end, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed by fire and brimstone. Brimstone is just an archaic term for sulfur. Balls of sulfur, unlike any other naturally occurring sulfur deposits, were found embedded in flaky ash-like material at various sites around the Dead Sea, and each ball was encased in a blackened, charred capsule of ash. Thousands of these sulfur balls were discovered, of various sizes, from marbles to golf balls to baseballs and even bigger, and they were tested and confirmed to be brimstone. Again, unlike any other naturally occurring form of this element, with an extremely high purity of sulfur. Almost as if these sulfur balls rained down from the sky, burning all the while. The fact that these sulfur samples were found at the sites of Sodom and Gomorrah is indicative that this event took place. And despite the time that has passed since God's destructive judgment, it seems he has preserved evidence of his hand as he did with the worldwide flood. Researchers that visit these unique sites suggest that these land formations, made up of the flaky ash-like material, are in fact the remains of cities, citing ancient ziggurats, sphinxes, archways, pillars, city walls, and other signs of masonry, and comparing these to known ancient construction. They also reference thermal ionization, a physical process whereby the atoms are released 
released from each other when temperatures burn at an extreme heat, along with the sulfur causing a chemical reaction that would change the very physical state of wood, stone, and any other material caught in the massive inferno. The swirling patterns evident on these land formations are different from the layering of material at sites such as the Grand Canyon, and researchers believe they show a snapshot of the burning stone of the city as it finally cools and solidified in its new chemical and physical state due to the rapid burning and reaction with sulfur. In the footprint of these archaeological sites, nothing ever grew here and no city was ever built again. Many people have visited these cities and harvested the sulfur balls for themselves. So do your own deep dive into this subject and decide for yourself where you believe the true sites of Sodom and Gomorrah may be. One thing is for sure, these places did exist at one time. And even if we never know their true location for sure, we can rest assured that God's judgment is righteous and the work of his hand is everlasting. So as our culture follows in the footsteps of Sodom and Gomorrah, pray for America that we may not be judged as the cities of the plains were thousands of years ago. It's Friday, July 28th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to American Journal for this Friday broadcast. Infowars.com, band.video. Please do share these links. Get this message out. We have a lot to cover today. Everything from climate change transgender issues to the war in Ukraine and so, so much more. So we have a a lot of news to cover, a lot of news to get through, a lot of videos to show you, and we'll be joined by Nick Natoli, hip-hop artist, in the third hour to talk about his latest release. We'll open up the phone lines nice and early today for an Open Lines Friday extravaganza. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 28th of July, 2023. Trump faces major new charges in documents case. Federal prosecutors on Thursday added major accusations to an indictment charging former President Donald J. Trump with mishandling classified documents after he left office presenting evidence that he told the property manager of Mar-a-Lago, his private club and residence in Florida, that he wanted security camera footage there to be deleted. The new accusations were revealed in a superseding indictment that named the property manager, Carlos de Oliveira, as a new defendant in the case. He's scheduled to be arraigned in Miami on Monday. The original indictment filed last month in the Southern District of Florida accused Mr. Trump of violating the Espionage Act by illegally holding on to 31 classified documents containing national defense information after he left office. It also charged Mr. Trump and Walt uh, Nauta, Walt Nauta, one of his personal aides, with conspiracy to obstruct the government's repeated attempts to reclaim the classified material. The revised indictment added three serious charges against Mr. Trump, attempting to alter, destroy, mutilate, or conceal evidence, inducing someone else to do so, and a new count under the Espionage Act related to classified national security document that he showed to his visitors at his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. Now, could this be a reaction to the somewhat embarrassing news cycle that occurred when that uh, 
audio of Trump talking about a document, talking about a plan to attack Iran came out and everybody was shocked and, oh my God, this is evidence that he had classified material. Then it turned out that that wasn't even one of the documents that was in the original charging. Maybe they went back. So, oh yeah, we forgot to charge that one. We're, we're not really sure, but we'll get into uh, exactly what the what the newest charges in this clear campaign of election interference entails later in the show. Meanwhile, missing millionaire crypto influencer found dismembered in suitcase. Police have launched a murder investigation after the dismembered remains of missing millionaire Fernando Perez Algaba, 41, were discovered by a group of children in Argentina over the weekend. The body parts were cleanly amputated, discussed, uh, suggesting the work of a professional local media reported. Meanwhile, a subsequent autopsy revealed the victim had been shot three times before his dismemberment. The businessman had accumulated millions renting luxury vehicles and selling cryptocurrency, which he frequently advertised to his 900,000 followers on Instagram. Apparently he went missing for a week, has now been discovered to be killed. We'll look into what may have been behind that grisly headline. Meanwhile, we have videos of this. We'll show you later in the show. Former UPenn female swimmer testifies that teammates of Leah Thomas were forced to undergo, quote, re-education to make them comfortable with the idea of undressing in front of a male. Paula Scanlon, spokeswoman and advisor for Independent Women's Forum, offered testimony to the House Judiciary Committee on Thursday, speaking about her experience swimming against male athlete Leah Thomas while she was a student athlete at the University of Pennsylvania. What you do not know, Scanlon said, is the experience of the women in the University of Pennsylvania swim team. My teammates and I were forced to undress in the presence of Leah, a six-foot-tall biological male, fully intact with male genitalia, 18 times per week. Some girls opted to change in bathroom stalls, and others used the family bathroom to avoid this, Scanlon said. When we tried to voice our concerns to the athletic department, we were told that Leah's swimming and being in our locker room was non-negotiable, and we were offered psychological services to attempt to re-educate us to become comfortable with the idea of undressing in front of a man. Yeah, you're uncomfortable dressing in front of a biological man who is also naked in the room with you? Well, you just need some psychological reprogramming to correct that thought of yours. Again, we'll show you that video a little bit later and, and do a little compare and contrast as we also have a headline that we'll talk about later of uh, Gretchen Whitmer, governor, passing, uh, signing into law, a ban of conversion therapy. So we're it's an interesting dichotomy we're entering into where if you want to try to tell a child Maybe they're not gay. Maybe they're not trans. That's illegal. You cannot do that. That's conversion therapy. But if you're a woman who doesn't want to dress in front of a man, you will be sent to a psychiatrist to correct your thoughts and convert you into a a gleeful participant in this madness. So illegal in one direction, mandatory in the other. That's the new freedom we're being forced into. Meanwhile, Jim Jordan blasts Facebook censorship by surrogate. GOP rep Jim Jordan spoke out Thursday after documents were released proving the Biden administration pressured Meta to aggressively censor Americans expressing opinions they disagreed with on Facebook and Instagram. We'll get into that. He released the Facebook Files Part 1 smoking gun documents prove Facebook censored Americans because of Biden White House pressure. Of course, this is just in line with the censorship and corporate government cooperation that is the 
underpinning and the foundation of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Neo-Feudal Fascism. And uh, we'll go through that a little bit later as well. Finally, we have this rejected plea deal leaves Hunter Biden's team fuming. Hunter Biden's legal team was angry and dejected late Wednesday after a plea deal to help the president's son avoid prison blew up in a chaotic three-hour court hearing. Judge Noriega's reaction, a rejection rather, of Biden's plea deal on tax charges ensures that legal issues will continue to shadow Biden, just as Republicans on Capitol Hill are turning up the heat in investigating him and his father. That's your Daily Dispatch. Uh, I want to go now quickly to uh, clip number two here. I did an interview with Christy Lee, and this will be coming out later today. Here's a little trailer that they sent us. I'm excited. Let's watch. Let's get into your personal life, your background, what brought you into the to uh, InfoWars. I basically just did freelance videography for 10 years. I, I'd been making movies since high school. I just did music videos and short films. And when I walked in, I sort of the first thing I was like, this is InfoWars, right? And the guys who were interviewing me gave me this look of just like, maybe. Why? Why do, why do you think it is? And I was like, it's cool. cool. I like you guys. I want to work for InfoWars. And so they, they saw that I had a film experience. And so I got hired as a, as a videographer and editor and did that for several years. It was super fun. Since you are at InfoWars, um, when did you work for the CIA? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I was in the CIA feeder program until about I was like, all right, now I'm going to see behind the scenes. And like, maybe they really are controlled opposition. Maybe they really are getting, uh, you know, directives from somebody. And then you work here for like one day and you're like, oh, OK, no, there's there's no controlling <laughs> force here. There's nobody telling anybody what to do. It is literally as pure as you can possibly make it. And uh, and I don't but, you know, I would I guess I would say that if I was controlled opposition. So what you just got to <laughs> trust me, I guess, you know, it's like great news. The vaccine is on its way. Oh, really? That's right. And it's a brand new mRNA vaccine. So mRNA, that's never been done before, right? Oh, no, it's been done before. It just never made it out of the testing phase because all of the animals kept dying. But uh, but it'll be different this time. How so? Well, we're not going to do the animal testing. So I see myself as sort of a, a lieutenant general. You know, Alex Jones would be the, the general of the of the Liberty Army. And then I sort of have a, a position as, as his underling, but still as a as a leader of, of these troops, these information troops that, that are being deployed across, you know, the, the web. And so in that regard, it's like my responsibility to try to keep morale up and try to keep hope alive. I think without the spiritual aspect to what we're going through, you're missing the biggest part of the information war. I mean, all right. So that's a little, little teaser for you. That'll be released. It's counter narrative with Christy Lee. It'll be released on her band dot video channel later today. I hope you go and watch it. I hope enough of you go and watch it that we beat Owen Schroyer with his interview. It has 46,000 views. We got We got to beat that. We have to beat it. I'll never be able to look Owen in the eye again. We must defeat him. Friendly competition is the way ahead. Folks, support us at InfoWarsStore.com. With all the craziness in the world, the collapsing borders, the war with Russia, the insanity, the, the, the currency devaluations, the economy going crazy, you are crazy in my view if you don't get high quality storable food and water filtration and self-defense. Now, we're not selling guns and ammo. That's for you to go out and get for yourself and learn how to use if you haven't. And I'm preaching the choir on that. But a lot of people got plenty of guns, but they don't have enough storable food or water filtration. This is something you need now. And we've got it in the food department and in the high quality water filtration department. The highest quality food, the best water filtration at the lowest prices you're going to find and still get quality. 
InfoWarsStore.com is running a special right now for 10% off on all storable food and on water and air filtration. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot beat this deal. Our prices are already the lowest. At 10% off, it's an insane deal for a limited time. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and get prepared while you still can. Tell us about the products, how we support you, how we support all of ourselves and the big event coming up. Well, yeah, let's the first one. You obviously can go to MyPillow.com, use that promo code Alex, and you can get all these great discounts on all of our products. And just by visiting the site, you're going to get a $20 free gift emailed to you immediately. And there's the, the biggest special we have right now, the 20-year anniversary MyPillow for $19.98 for the queen size, normally $69.98. We're celebrating our anniversary with what my employees do, love doing best, producing and making the MyPillow. And the model of businessmen and women with can-do know-how using the money for Americana freedom to fight the globalists is what they fear. That's what the deep banking is about. That's what the financial attacks are about. That's why we've got a rush to support MyPillow.com and Infowars.com, plus their great products at both places, because we are the tip of the spear. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back. This is the American Journal, InfoWars.com, Band.video. We're going to talk about Trump's, the, the, the latest legal hurdle being placed in front of Trump as he gets three extra charges in the documents case by deep state hatchet man Jack Smith. Before we do that, let's get into what Jim Jordan has been up to Jim Jordan unleashes the Facebook files alleges White House pressured social media censorship House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan unveiled the Facebook files on Thursday claiming that the documents implicate the White House in coercing Meta the parent company of Facebook and Instagram into censoring specific content Jordan released excerpts from internal Meta documents on social media platform X aka Twitter asserting that these were smoking gun evidence, even though the full correspondence wasn't disclosed, the Daily Wire reported. Here's the actual Facebook files thread itself from Jim Jordan. It says the Facebook files part one, smoking gun docs prove Facebook censored Americans because of Biden White House pressure. Never before released internal documents subpoenaed by the Judiciary Committee prove that Facebook and Instagram censored posts and changed their content moderation policies because of unconstitutional pressure from the Biden White House. During the first half of 2021, social media companies like Facebook faced tremendous pressure from the Biden White House, both publicly and privately, to crack down on alleged quote, misinformation. In April 2021, a Facebook employee circulated an email for Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and COO Sheryl Sandberg writing, we are facing continued pressure from external stakeholders, including the Biden White House, to remove posts. And they're using this uh, World Economic Forum language, the vocabulary of the globalist elite to signal to each other what exactly is going on here. Stakeholder, stakeholder capitalism. This is the neo-feudal fascistic combination of corporate and governmental power. Because governments, our government in particular, figured out it could circumnavigate, circumvent the First Amendment by outsourcing their censorship to private companies. Clearly illegal, 
clearly still a blatant violation of the First Amendment and also completely destroys the claims of it's a private company that we've heard constantly to justify the censorship by private companies like Meta and Twitter uh, before Elon Musk was there, although he's still censoring a little bit. Jim Jordan went on Fox News to discuss the Facebook censorship. Clip number 12 is him blasting Biden Facebook censorship by surrogate, by uh, it's outsourcing. It's outsourcing censorship to the private companies. Here's Jim Jordan on Fox News yesterday. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation, and Facebook needs to move more quickly to remove harmful, uh, uh, violative posts, posts that will be within their policies for removal often remain up for days. That's too long. The information spreads too quickly. And now we know that Facebook dutifully took its orders from the White House. Congressman Jim Jordan and the Judiciary Committee just released documents showing how Facebook routinely caved to the Biden administration's pressure to censor Americans. In an April 2021 email from a Facebook employee to CEO Mark Zuckerberg and COO Sheryl Sandberg, it said, we're facing continued pressure from external stakeholders, including the Biden White House, to remove posts. That same month, Facebook's president for global affairs told his team that Biden COVID advisor Andy Slavitt uh, was outraged that they didn't remove a particular post. Joining me now is House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan. Congressman, what was that post? Oh, it was a meme. It was one of these like class action lawsuits. It said, you know, if you've been harmed by COVID, call 1-800. It was one of these kind of things. So they were even, even censoring a, a meme for goodness, some humor. Um, and here's the kicker, Laura. They knew it was wrong. One of those Facebook exec- executives said, this is a significant incursion into the boundaries of free expression. That is a fancy way of saying this violates the First Amendment, for goodness sake. But because they were that White House was outraged because Jin Psaki stood there at the podium, what you just played in the White House and demanded this happen because the White House was demanding it and they wanted to keep their cozy relationship with the Biden administration. They censored First Amendment speech. That's what this clearly shows. And frankly, we got more documents that we're reviewing that I think are going to show it even more so. What can be done about this as long as Biden is in the White House? I mean, presumably this is continuing in some way, shape or form. Well, I don't I hope it's not continuing because we had that great federal court decision on July 4th in the Western District of of Louisiana. Great decision. So I don't think it's going on now. But we got to make sure it doesn't go on in the future. It doesn't happen because we have this amazing thing in this greatest country ever called the First Amendment. So we're going to introduce, Rand Paul and I have introduced legislation, Senator Paul, which would say if you're in the government and you're doing what was happening there, you get fired, you don't get your pension benefits, there can be civil liability that you're subject to, you lose any security clearance you may have. We want real penalties for people in the government engaging what Professor Turley called this censorship by surrogate, this coercion, this pressure from government Mm. on private companies to censor speech, or what Matt Taibbi, by the way, Laura, Matt Taibbi said what we're beginning to uncover here is more significant than the Twitter files. And here's the, he was one of the primary authors of the Twitter files, and he's been attacked for some of the things he's done to expose this attack on the First Amendment. So, um, yeah, we have that bill and and stopping what, what Mr. Taibbi and Mr. Schellenberger called the censorship industrial complex. Now we're figuring out how this complex Mm. worked, and that's the first step into stopping it. Well, I think they they probably Let me pull us out of this uh, interview. That's uh, Jim Jordan on Fox News with Laura Ingram. And 
you sort of start to recognize what a dangerous and uh, unmapped world that we're entering into because like uncharted territory in terms of having a culture of censorship, having a decentralized tyranny in a very weird way because these, you know, Facebook, Twitter, they have this oversight board that censors people pretty much across, across the board. You know, any thing you say that, that goes against the climate change narrative or the COVID narrative or just any that is hateful according to them, which is anything that questions them or the powerful brokers that they represent, banking families, etc. And so it's almost like they just are – they just need each other to like give each other the wink and nod, right? Facebook wants to censor this, but they're not just going to come out and do it. They need a little bit of pressure. They need a little bit of a push from the government so they can say, well, we didn't do this on our own behalf. We did this because the government said. And the government can say, well, we didn't actually censor anybody. We just suggested this private company. So it's like diffused uh, uh, blame, diffused uh, – what's, what's the term where you just go, uh, well, it wasn't – you know, it wasn't just me. I did it because they pressured me. And you go to them and they go, well, we didn't do it. We just suggested that maybe they should do it. It's this weird culture of all of these agents, really, the agents of the globalists in the corporations and in the government cooperating with one another and not even having to have a conspiracy, not having to have backroom deals or sending emails where they're pressuring each other. Like, I think the whole narrative of like government pressure and Facebook, like, oh, gosh, we have to do what the government wants, that's entirely false to me. It's, it's just a false way of looking at it. They all want to censor. They all just need an excuse to censor. They all just need to know that the authorities aren't going to come after them. They need that coverage, that uh, legitimacy to do what they were going to do anyway. So it's this dangerous world of globalist agents in every powerful network all pushing forward this one goal and doing it without even communicating with each other, like some sort of virus. When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of bee pollen, a gigantic dose of highest-quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now. 40% off at InfoWorkTour.com and it funds their operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints and your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWorkTour.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products. They empower your life, plus they fund their operation. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsStore.com, 40% off, about to sell out. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're talking about the Facebook files published by Representative Jim Jordan. We talked about how in April 2021, 
Was it 2021 or 2022 that the Biden White House was trying to initiate the uh, Office of, of Disinformation? It may have been 2022. But regardless, there has been entire branches of the government created since 2020 to deal with so-called disinformation. Practically every enforcement agency has anything to do with law enforcement in the federal government has some form of censorship branch at this point. The DHS to like the Capitol Police having branches in cities all over the United States. They're forming a federal police force to go after wrong think at the same time that violent crime is skyrocketing around our country i mean they're choosing their priorities quite specifically he says in a 2021 april email nick clegg facebook's president for global affairs informed his team at facebook that andy slavitt a senior advisor to president biden was quote outraged that facebook did not remove a particular post the particular post is this one here. It's a meme. It says, 10 years from now, you'll be watching TV and hear, did you or a loved one take the COVID vaccine? You may be entitled to, you know, pointing out that a lot of medical intervention in the past has been allowed by the FDA and allowed to be administered to millions of people across America, only to later be discovered to have horrific and deadly side effects that result in some sort of class action lawsuit. And the federal government decided that that was a bridge too far. Now, is it misinformation? Is it malinformation? Is it disinformation? No, it's none of those. It's a joke. It's a meme. It's signaling the idea that what the government may say is trustworthy in terms of medical interventions might not be so trustworthy after all. So again, you can't couch this under misinformation. You can't couch this under disinformation or malinformation. This is a meme. This is a joke. This is an opinion in a lot of ways. So it really goes to show you that when they say things like mis, dis, malinformation, what they mean is wrong think. What they mean is suggesting that they don't have your best interest in mind when they clearly don't. When Clegg, quote, countered that removing content like that would represent a significant incursion into traditional boundaries of free expression in the U.S., Slavitt disregarded the warning and the First Amendment. What happened next? Facebook panicked. In another April 2021 email, Brian Rice, Facebook's VP of Public Policy, raised concern that Slavitt's challenge felt very much like crossroads for us with the Biden White House in these early days. The other thing you have to ask is, would they have had this same response from the Trump White House if the Trump White House had demanded that they take down memes depicting Trump as a Russian agent. Do you think they would have had had to struggle with the, the merits of that demand? Would they have had to had an internal argument about whether or not this was something they should be pursuing? Likely what would have happened is they would have immediately gone to the press and said, look at what the Trump White House is trying to get us to do. This is a violation of the First Amendment, and it would have been a giant scandal, and he would have been impeached. It would have been just a, you know, massive conflagration but not so when the ideology of the government making the demands and the big tech companies enforcing the demands are perfectly aligned when those ideologies are aligned they're more than willing to carry out the censorship they just want to make sure their butts are covered first 
And so, you know, what they're probably thinking is, well, if we get sued for taking this down, you know, if there is some sort of clash action lawsuit against Facebook for, you know, censoring opinions, jokes, or accurate information, we need the cover of, well, the government told us to do this. We didn't want to do it, but the government told us to. And of course, the government wants to censor people and have the ability to say, well, it wasn't us. It was Facebook that did it. And so Jim Jordan you know, goes through a lot of these in this thread. This is just the first in what I guess will be a series of revelations from Jim Jordan showing the numerous times that the Biden White House has forced, forced, right, Facebook to, uh, you know, it's like, it's like when your kid asks if he can sleep over at a friend's house. You don't want to say no. You don't want to be the bad guy, but you know your wife is going to say no. So you go say, you go ask your mother, go ask your mother. If I'm fine with, but go ask your mother, right? It's like, you're just outsourcing the disappointment. You're outsourcing what you really believe. But you can do that type of thing when you and your wife are perfectly aligned, when you know, you know what the other one's going to say. You can do that sort of thing. So you've got these two parties that both agree on what should be done, but they're sort of playing off each other to uh, push the guilt on to the other side. But regardless of what is revealed in the Facebook files, it's nothing that we didn't either know or suppose as anybody who has used big tech in the last several years is perfectly aware of the limitations, the self-censorship you have to go through to make sure that you don't lose the account that you've worked hard to build up followers on. But I think you can, I think in order to understand what's going on here, we need to zoom out a little bit and we need to remind ourselves what the first amendment is really all about. It's not about making memes necessarily. That's part of it. It's actually kind of a big part of it. But the First Amendment guarantees five freedoms. It's not just the freedom of speech. It is the freedom of speech. It's also the freedom. They actually differentiate freedom of speech from the freedom of press, the freedom of religion, the freedom to petition the government for redress of grievances and the petition and the freedom to uh, assemble publicly. So. You just think about what's happened in the last five, six years. Each one of these pillars has been jackhammered, has been weakened to almost non-existence. Just going backwards, the freedom to assembly obviously massively obstructed and denigrated over the last several years. Not only has January 6th proved to be an extremely useful tool for the government to essentially get the majority of conservatives to refuse themselves to go assemble for any reason, knowing that if somebody does something violent, even if it's an undercover agent, that'll be concealed. If it's provoked by the police themselves, that'll be ignored. And any violence that occurs, it will be treated as if your peaceful assembly where a little bit of violence broke out was a, a coordinated and choreographed assault on the freedoms of America. You are all now terrorists and domestic Enemies that must be dealt with. So they're destroying the freedom to assemble at all. I would also go in line with the freedom to petition the government for redress of grievances. That has largely been abolished at this point. But also the fact that in the 1770s, when the Bill of Rights was written, when they say freedom of the press, they literally mean the press, like the machine, the press, the technology 
that's necessary for mass diffusion of ideas. That's what big tech is now. The presses, I mean, you can look back even during the Civil War. Lincoln had soldiers go in and like destroy the printing presses of unfriendly newspaper organizations. Usually happen locally, but this is a very useful tool for tyrants to destroy ideas from getting around. You destroy the technology that's used to spread those ideas. So when they talk about the freedom of the press in the First Amendment, what they're talking about is the freedom of the use of the technology to spread ideas. And of course, this was a necessary and central part of the American Revolution. There's a paper on this from OxfordRE.com, which talks about the American Revolution. In establishing American dependence, the pen and press had merit equal to that of the sword. Because of the unstable and fragile notions of unity among the 13 American colonies, print acted as a binding agent that mitigated the chances that the colonies would not support one another when war with Britain broke out in 1775. He talks about the uh, various methods by which these ideas were spread, including pamphlets and newspapers, and that it was the technology of the printing press that allowed the unity necessary to maintain and, and carry out the American Revolution. That's exactly what they're trying to stop here. It's been three years since we had it. We got it back in stock. The amazing 30 parts per million, highest quality colloidal silver and all the great things and all the great uses. Back in stock, limited supply, Infowarstore.com, 30% off. And it's a very limited supply, but we... Have it back. Infowarstore.com. Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver. The Infowars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has returned. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high quality processes to ensure for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. It is amazing. It's got thousands of reviews, five star reviews. Infowarstore.com. Silver Bullet returns to Infowarstore.com. And while you're there, get some super female vitality, some Turbo Force, some Brain Force, and some Brain Force Ultra. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. And that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, Jim Jordan has released the, the Facebook files, that's what we're talking about right now. The real issue about this is that it's been going on for a very long time, and despite whether they are using the excuse of COVID-19 
misinformation or the war in Ukraine and Russian disinformation, whatever excuse they're using, it's not going to stop there. And once they have these tools in place, they can then be used to censor people about any and all topics that the government would rather have a monopoly on. So, I mean, he again, he talks about the way that uh, the Biden White House is – they're very angry that Facebook didn't censor more. According to these documents, the Biden White House demanded to know why Facebook had not censored a video from Tucker Carlson. So Facebook prepped a response talking about uh, very, very much at a crossroads between us and the Biden White House in these early days. Again, just ask yourself what their response would be. If the Trump White House had demanded that they remove actually like, provably false information about Trump being a Russian agent early in his administration, would there be this agonizing over, uh, oh, the, the Trump White House is angry at us. What do we do? Of course not. They, again, would have just immediately sent that email, whatever they got from the Trump administration, straight to the media outlets to say, look at how evil Trump is. So it all depends on, you know, who's in the position of power for them because they don't have principles. They have power, and they're very skilled at using it to appease the Biden White House. Talking points were drafted for Clegg. Facebook was ready to tell the White House that it had demoted a video posted by Tucker Carlson by 50 percent in response to the White House's demands, even though the post did not violate any policies. Public pressure mounted as well. In July 2021, President Biden publicly denounced Facebook and other social media platforms, claiming they were, quote, killing people by not censoring alleged misinformation. Again, the reality is that by censoring this information, they very well may have killed people, may have led to more deaths by stopping the spread of accurate and truthful information in favor of the monolithic statements from the people in charge who were lying the entire time. Facebook's leadership asked Misinfo Policy to brainstorm some additional policy levers so we can be more aggressive against misinformation. This is stemming from the continued criticism of our approach from the Biden administration. Again, why, why should they care what the Biden administration thinks? The correct response of the Biden administration is, is saying to you, oh, we don't think you're censoring enough is, okay, so... Who cares? Of course, they know that the Biden administration will do what it's now doing to Elon Musk. If you don't go along with their program, if you don't implement the censorship that they demand, then they'll start investigating you for other stuff, you know, parallel construction. They can't investigate you for not censoring, but they'll find something they can investigate you for, just like they're doing with Trump, just like they do anytime they need to destroy a person or a corporation or a group of people, they'll find a way. And so, you know, maybe that's what they were scared of is the vindictive uh, you know revenge of the biden administration and their cronies in the media and uh, democratic party who will use their power to destroy your company if you even hint that you're not going along full force with whatever madness they demand now interestingly although well, it's not really that interesting. It's actually extremely predictable. Mitt Romney argues that it should not be illegal for government to use big tech for censorship. During a Senate hearing Wednesday, Mitt Romney argued against an amendment proposed by Rand Paul to make it illegal for governments to use social media and big tech companies to censor views of Americans. Paul put forth the case that the First Amendment really isn't about protecting 
the speech of government workers. The First Amendment says Congress shall make no laws about its limitations on government involvement with speech. Paul continued, if Twitter says bad things about me and puts up bad things and takes me down, I have no recourse against Twitter. Same with Facebook. I'm mad. I hate that YouTube has taken down my speeches. I don't do business with them anymore because I think they're bigoted, biased, wrong-headed on this. As far as threats, we know from the Twitter files that the government was making threats, Paul continued, adding there were threats of antitrust action against the companies if they didn't take material down. There was also threats that we will remove your 230 protection. Section 230 gives them liability protection, and there were overt threats and threats in writing basically saying if you don't take this down, you know your 230 protection of liability could go away. Like a mafia, like they're some sort of mafia. They're reasoning with them, as Vito Corleone would put it, making an offer they can't refuse. I think the government should be absolutely prohibited without question. I think it should be as a draconian as you can possibly make it, Paul continued, adding things that are an opinion. The government has no business in this. And, of course, we talked about beginning of this segment. The, fact, the thing that they were actually trying to take down was a meme, a funny meme about how maybe in 20 years you'll be, saying, you'll be seeing class action lawsuits about people injured by the COVID vaccine. Romney disagreed with Rand Paul, claiming that individuals within the government should have the right to stop social media companies or legacy media companies from putting out content that is, quote, wrong. Romney said to say that no employee of the government from the president on down that millions of people who work in the government can speak with a social media companies or a legacy media company and express their point of view that an article is wrong or avenue that they're going down is wrong. That would shut off free speech, which is just ridiculous. I mean, literally saying that. If you don't allow the government to extort and bully and threaten social media companies into censorship, that you're somehow limiting the free expression of government employees. It's absurd beyond description. But Rand Paul, along with Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, the other rhino Republicans are a cancerous sore that we just can't seem to get rid of, even though we should by any means necessary. Now, again, when it comes to what is being censored and how, this has been going on for a very long time, and it's not even necessarily because of overt government oppression most of the time. I mean this is just the most egregious and obvious example of the government actively being involved in manipulation. But of course there are hundreds of CIA and FBI agents embedded within the big tech companies like Twitter and Facebook carrying out their orders, whether explicit or not, to censor anything that would get in the way of their – plans for world domination and again when you have big tech companies that are ideologically aligned with the governmental masters then you have a sort of seamless cooperation and censorship we can go down to clip number one uh, where they talk about years and years ago the world economic forum and other major unelected globalist forces pressured google to change its algorithm to put their desired set of facts on top and diminish the ability of anybody to get alternatives to that information. So let's go now to uh, clip number one. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think 
all sectors of society need to be very active in. Mm, all sectors of society. We own the science. That was a statement made at the World Economic Forum, but insinuating the cooperation of the UN and the big tech companies as they systematically eliminate any opposing view to them by claiming that we own the science and basically you're just not allowed to contradict them. Couldn't be more obvious, open tyranny. And then when you get to the other five freedoms as guaranteed by the First Amendment that the government was formed to ensure, it's not it's not only a limitation on the government. Yes, the government is limited from carrying out the First Amendment, but it's also there to protect your right as a citizen, even if another citizen or another citizen's corporation tries to remove those rights from you. The government is there to make sure that they can't do that. When you get to the freedom of assembly, it's another troubling advance in this, where Peter Saitanovic is being held as a political prisoner for his peaceful involvement in the Charlottesville Unite the Right rally six years ago. So six years ago, he participated in this uh, peaceful rally. Some violence did break out after the rally was over. He was not a part of it, but he's now been in charge with intimidation of a public officer on a fugitive warrant that he was unaware existed until today. He's currently being detained in Washoe County Jail in Reno, Nevada, again, for nothing more than participating in a march and a peaceful demonstration whose theme the government disagrees with. So we can get more into this uh, a little bit later, but suffice it to say, of the five freedoms, they have fully destroyed probably three, and there's two that are just barely hanging on the cusp. We'll be back on the other side to uh, talk more about this and the Joe Biden corruption and the fake corruption of the Trump campaign as they attempt to kneecap his newest attempt to become president. It's just so obvious what's going on here. It's just full-on, blatant, egregious tyranny that America was founded explicitly to fight against. We'll keep fighting against it, regardless of what they say. Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. Patriot Pride Month is on. Show your pride in being an American patriot by supporting this singular outlet for true free speech across the spectrum. We'll be right back. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical-slash-supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour has begun here on American Journal. We'll open up the phone lines soon to take your calls throughout this hour and into the next before we welcome Nick Natoli, 
number one charting hip-hop artist on iTunes and Billboard's Top 100. Very excited to talk to him about his newest song, Boycott CMT, his follow-up to Boycott Target, which hit the number one spot on Apple iTunes. Now, again, when you're talking about the First Amendment, you're talking about five freedoms, and you can, if you're a regular viewer of InfoWars, you know the various ways that these five freedoms have been curtailed and in some cases totally destroyed over the recent uh, over the recent past the freedom of religion would be a you know major topic of discussion when you're talking about this stuff as well as we have people being arrested for reading bible quotes during a pride parade people in the UK being arrested for praying silently on the street i know the UK doesn't have a first amendment explicitly but you understand that these restrictions to freedom of speech are happening as a global policy. It's happening at a global level. It's the UN and the World Economic Forum and their puppets and, and you know, mouthpieces in the national government carrying out these orders. But one of the main and, and most dangerous restrictions to the First Amendment is the Elimination of your right to gather publicly. And this, again, extremely troubling. And it's just like they do with everything else, they'll pick a group of people that to the wider public are abominable. Right? They'll censor Alex Jones first because they've spent several decades purposefully and dishonestly destroying his reputation in the mainstream and amongst the wider public. So when it happens to him, people go, yeah, but that's Alex Jones. Yeah, but it's Alex Jones though. So censor him, who cares? And then of course, everybody else gets censored uh, following up. So they're uh, doing this again, this time with the Charlottesville rally. This is a tweet thread from Mary Morgan at Mary archived on Twitter. She says, I'm not a journalist, but this is breaking news. Peter Saitanovic, pictured below, is being held as a political prisoner for his peaceful involvement in the Charlottesville Unite the Right rally six years ago. An inside source received news of his wrongful arrest this morning. Peter Saitanovic, 26, is being charged with intimidation of a public officer on a fugitive warrant that he was unaware existed until today. I've confirmed that he's currently being detained at Washoe County Jail in Reno, Nevada. He's said to be extradited to Virginia soon. This photo of Peter Saitanovic from a Tiki Torch march on the night of August 11th, 2017, was circulated by the mainstream media in order to defame him as a violent white supremacist. Despite being absent from any violent clashes that took place in Charlottesville on August 12th, 2017, Peter Saitanovic has been doxxed, harassed, and barred from jobs in academia for the past six years. Establishment media outlets and vigilante Antifa activists have led this harassment campaign as a deliberate attempt to demoralize and deperson Peter Saitanovic and other nonviolent dissidents like many at January 6th. Redemption is not an option for them. This must stop. Ted Landrum committed suicide earlier this year while awaiting trial for drug smuggling, criminal activity which we can speculate he resorted to out of desperation after being denied any and all paths to rehabilitation and normalcy. She says, I'm not going to sit back and watch while an innocent person is robbed of the ability to financially survive, get an education, and function in society simply for attending a dissident political rally at 20 years old. They are out for blood, and this has to be called out. 
canceled people, not celebrities, but real, ordinary, honest, law-abiding people who don't have a platform don't just stop existing after the media tarnishes their names. What they're doing to Peter Satinovic is evil, and I won't shut up about it. Please help me amplify the story before thug journalists get their hands on it. More details to come, and I'm looking for options to give Peter support while he's detained. He will also need a very good lawyer. Somebody tag some of them. So again, your right to freedom of assembly is being destroyed right in front of your eyes. Do you agree with what they were gathering about or not? Who cares? It doesn't matter. If you can be thrown in jail six years after a peaceful protest where you commit no violence and threaten no one, that's the end of the... You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. It's, just, it's it's really sad that we have to like re-explain the most basic facts about freedom as a concept to people. It's it's a bizarre position to be in. It's like, I guess when you have decades of public, the public school system and the mainstream media systematically destroying the foundations of this country, we have to rebuild it up. We have to re-explain why things like freedom of speech are important, why, you, why it's better for our country to allow opinions, even unpopular ones, even opinions that some people would see as highly objectionable why it's better to allow those opinions than use the force of government or public violence to destroy those things. And it's especially weird because it's only one particular view that's not allowed, right? You're really only not allowed to, like, care about white people. That's it. Because anytime you talk about Black Lives Matter – I mean, they're perfectly aware of what a dangerous precedent it would set to, like, arrest a bunch of peaceful protesters who are just marching down the street, even if what they believe is ridiculous nonsense that actually has tangibly bad results, right? So, like, the marches of Black Lives Matter resulted in the defund the police program policy set that has led to – Tens of thousands of extra murders. I mean, untold death and suffering as a direct consequence of the policy supported by the marchers that were there. But the marchers aren't committing violence, then they're allowed to march, even if their ideas are in effect and in practice murderous. If they're not actually committing violence, they can support those ideas. Like that's what freedom is about. And when it comes to Black Lives Matter, they understand that perfectly well. But when it comes to the Charlottesville rally, 2017, six years ago, uh, suddenly it all goes out the window. And despite the fact that the vast majority of those people marched and weren't remotely aggressive towards anybody, committed no violence whatsoever, uh, you basically have regular Americans advocating in favor of their life being destroyed because they marched in a in a Nazi rally. Of course, it wasn't even a Nazi rally. If anybody remembers, I mean, 
there are people on the ground documenting that whole thing. Everything about it is so, so utterly backwards and insane. Because after all, you had a group of people. Again, whether you agree with what they were marching for or not, they had the permits, they had a right to march, they were doing a peaceful protest, and then busloads of Antifa show up and cause violence, and then it's the people who had the right to march are the ones that are blamed for it. Everything about it is backwards. And it was during that event also where, like, the police literally, because, because the Unite the Right people had the permit to the park the police like surrounded them with barriers and kept them in and then antifa was allowed just like full reign outside of that circle and so the police were like well we don't want to have a big clash we'll just let you out in small groups so they're literally just sitting out small groups of the unite the right rally members into the mass crowd of antifa where they would get attacked and beaten up but never had the numbers to actually fight back they're just literally the police were just like feeding antifa uh, small groups of Unite the Right protesters to get beaten up. I mean, it's it's just crazy how orchestrated all of this was. But again, this guy, six years ago, participated in this as a 20-year-old, which it's like when you see what's happening to America, when you see the vicious hatred transmuted into law against you and your country and your people and your family – Makes sense why you'd want to go and protest that. Makes sense why you'd want to stand up against it and say, I'm not just going to sit by and allow you to continually abuse and defame me. You don't deserve that. You never deserve that. So you go and you march, you hold a tiki torch, and suddenly you're enemy number one, and six years later you get thrown in a jail cell despite not having committed any violence whatsoever. And then you compare that to what happened in 2020 with Black Lives Matter, where you have actual violent riots take place in places like New York and Philadelphia, where entire city blocks are burned and people are attacked and some people are even killed and Molotov cocktails are thrown at police officers. And it's just an actual violent revolution of domestic terrorists that are using the pressure of mass violence in order to get their political aims, which in turn lead to 10,000 extra deaths. In explicitly the and like specifically the population that you're supposedly marching for just, this is how stupid just really inverted everything is at this point but those people i mean they're not going to be arrested three years from now right three years from now can you imagine the outrage if it was like peaceful black lives matter protesters people who actually were peaceful people who actually did just go and march and wave signs and and uh you know, not attack police if suddenly they started being arrested for their simple participation in a public assembly. Can you imagine the outrage? No, instead, it's the opposite. Instead, the people that participated in the actual violent riot of 2020 in Black Lives Matter are receiving checks of ten to $30,000 from the government. They're actually being paid and rewarded for their actual violent participation in a riot, whereas people who peacefully protest in 2017 are now being arrested six years later on totally spurious charges after having their lives totally destroyed, kicked out of the National Guard, kicked out of your school, barred from jobs, harassed endlessly by a concerted campaign of harassment by Antifa. You haven't been punished enough, apparently, by your ideological opponents. Now the government is getting involved and arresting you despite not having committed any violence while they write 
$10,000 checks for the people who did commit violence on the other side. So this is how completely biased the entire justice system and media establishment is, right? Because, again, if any Black Lives Matter protester who was just innocently carrying a sign was arrested and thrown in jail and lost their job and was harassed, you could not imagine the outpouring of sympathy and uh, you know, outrage at how this was a violation of our most fundamental right. Uh, but then when it comes to Charlottesville, it's like, yeah, but he's a Nazi, so he deserves it, which is hilarious because if you literally just switch the term Nazi for Jew, it's like, yeah, we're back in Nazi Germany. It's just exactly the same, right? Like one of the top responses to this post from Mary Morgan is um, some dummy being like, isn't bro like a legit Nazi? Look at the hatred he has in him. I need to understand how his arrest was wrongful. Yeah, you can look at his face and see the hatred in it. Shouldn't you arrest him for that? Shouldn't you arrest him for for making this face? It's like, okay, just replace the word Nazi with Jew, and you have a very uh, applicable statement from a member of the Nazi party in Germany in the 1930s. Yeah, but isn't he like a legit Jew? Like, look at his face. Shouldn't, like, what's, what's so wrong about arresting him? You can see how hateful he is because of his Jewish face. It's like, wow. It's, uh... That's pretty wrong, isn't it? And the same thing I've brought up on this show a million times where you have somebody walking down the street with like a swastika armband and it's like a woman walking down the street and groups of men attack her and beat her up and uh, rip her clothes off because she's a Nazi. And it's just and people are just like, yeah, that's what you get for being a Nazi. It's like, I don't know. I'm less offended by the Nazi symbol than I am at the Nazi activity, at the activity of we will beat you up and humiliate you and destroy your life for daring to hold an ideology that's different than ours. Like that's why we went to war with the Nazis because they had this totalitarian mindset. Now we've adopted that totalitarian mindset, but in reverse and somehow that makes it good. It's missing the principle of the matter. It's missing the foundational free speech that makes America great. That even if people do have opinions that you find abhorrent they're allowed to express them and you recognize that the un- the discomfort you feel in having to live around people that disagree with you is nothing compared to the discomfort you'll feel when there's only one ideology that's dictated from on high and uh, diverting or or thinking differently is grounds for your arrest yeah that's a much worse fix. info wars is a one-of-a-kind operation and so please go to info store and just make a donation and you can make it one time or recurring. You have a little profile there. Cancel any time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it. You just click it, and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees instead of making 20 30 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The Big July 4 sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing 
and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Let me go ahead and give out the phone number now. We'll be taking your calls through this hour and into the next before we welcome Nick Nicoli, number one artist, Billboard chart topping artist in the third hour. Uh, the number to dial is one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. That's one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. Give us a call here at American Journal. You know we have a lot of other stuff to discuss, but so much of it comes down to freedom of speech. So many of our problems have to do with the fact that people are prevented from saying what they believe, even when it's true, by not just the government you know, arresting people for peacefully assembling or reading out Bible quotes at pride parades, not just the government leaning on social media to censor, but the social media companies censoring out of their own volition extremely aggressively, but also of these various agents of control in institutions at every level using their power to silence anybody who goes against them and what it establishes is this new paradigm where the only supposed you know free speech activity is like it's 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 hard to even explain i I just put a new video in the folder i didn't think i was going to go to it but uh, some more information has come out about this that i think paints the whole situation in a um, new perspective. It's a post from a woman named Elise Joshi. She says, I mustered up every ounce of courage to interrupt White House Press Secretary Kay Jean-Pierre and urge the Biden administration to stop approving new coal, oil, and gas projects. The climate crisis is here now, POTUS. Listen to Gen Z scientists and frontline communities. And we have other videos. I'm not sure. I'll I'll put that video into of more just, I mean, every day pretty much there's like just stop oil activists destroying things and spraying paint on buildings or in this case spraying paint on private planes. Uh, Totally, totally without fear, totally fearless of any repercussions whatsoever. These are people actually destroying property without masks, without concealing their identity, publishing the videos on their own personal social media saying, this is me, look at me, destroy these things, because they know that the whole establishment is behind them. So this is what I mean. This is what I was trying to explain. So this is the video 
that they posted again of of these people destroying a private jet uh, acting like they're doing something heroic nobody's trying to stop them nobody is like I don't believe that this happened without permission. I legitimately do not believe that this is anything other than play acting. This is like somebody had a private plane and was like, hey, I'm going to paint my private plane. Maybe before I do that, you guys can go throw paint on it and act like you know, you're standing up against some, some powerful force and really everything you believe is being dictated to you from the most powerful people in the world. I mean, again, it's very bizarre that you have these protesters who seemingly are willing to do illegal things, put their life and freedom on the line to protest for what they believe in. But what they believe in is literally everything that the establishment believes in. It's everything that the world controllers, the unelected UN World Economic Forum, kings of the world, I mean, really, the the billionaires and the politicians and the royal family, like, they're all on your side. They're all pushing against the people right the people don't want it the people the regular people the work a day just like middle class people want nothing to do with this it's being imposed from on high by the billionaires and then you have these little puppet people giving you know performing the part play acting the part of uh, grassroots demand so again just like what's happened with facebook and government they can you know, they, they do this in a coordinated fashion so they can pretend like, oh, we don't want to do this, but we have to respond to the demands of the protesters. They're, they're so brave and courageous. It's all orchestrated. It's all an act. And this latest might be the most egregious. Let's go now to this uh, clip of this young lady, Elise Joshi, when she musters up every ounce of courage to stand up against Queen Jean-Pierre interrupting her talking about how they're shutting down all fossil fuels to demand that they shut down all fossil fuels what a joke but here it is cute girl in her nice dress excuse me excuse me ma'am but asking nicely hasn't worked out a million young people wrote to the administration pleading not to approve a disastrous oil drilling project in alaska and we were ignored so i'm here channeling the strength of my ancestors and generation will the administration will the administration stop approving new oil and gas projects and align with youth science and frontline communities youth science and frontline communities okay so these are puppets these are stakeholders in the world economic forum's little scam now the interesting twist to this from Nuance Bro on Twitter is that this woman, Elise Joshi, is actually the executive director of the organization Gen Z for Change, which is a rebranding of the organization called TikTok for Biden. They have been to the Biden White House multiple times to meet with Biden and even Barack Obama. Karine Jean-Pierre knows exactly who she is and, of course, allowed her to speak. So I'm not joking when I say this is choreographed and like play acting. Literally, they have people who are friends with and in cooperation with and getting orders from the White House, interrupting White House events to make a stand and put themselves on the line. It's completely orchestrated. It is completely inorganic. It is completely fabricated. The demands, the outrage, the, the pushback, it doesn't exist. It's not real. So it's, it's bizarre. It is very strange, but we are now in a dichotomous scheme of protesting if you protest even if you're peaceful but you do it against the government against the actual people that make policy 
and you do it in a way that threatens their monopolistic control of ideology in this country, you will be punished. You will be thrown in jail. You will be – even if you're just posting a meme on the internet like Ricky Vaughn, you will be th- thrown in prison. You'll be treated as a domestic terrorist and a criminal even if you have done no violence, even if your only so-called crime has been your free speech. You will be crushed by the weight of the Stasi, of the DOJ, of the FBI. They will come for you. They will kick your door down in the middle of the night. They will haul you away at gunpoint in front of your children, even if you're nonviolent, even if you've never done anything. However, on the other side, if you destroy things, if you actually cause major problems, if you're blocking the road and a mother can't get her baby to the hospital and you tell her just deal with it, we're saving the earth here. Like if you destroy private property, if you throw paint on a plane, if you interrupt uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, like it's all orchestrated. It's all – you're actually told to do it. You're actually scheduled to do it. Like I wouldn't be surprised. It's like Karine Jean-Pierre has her sheet and it's like at this point, the so-called activist will stand up and quote interrupt you. She has two minutes to speak. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it was that thorough, their their pre-planning of this. Uh, But regardless, if you participate in a riot in downtown – uh, New York. You'll be actually paid by the government for your participation in that right. You'll be rewarded for this. You'll be given a check, ten dollars to $30,000, as millions of taxpayer dollars are paid out to the people who commit actual violence in the name of Black Lives Matter. So that's the dichotomy. There are, there's like no, no such thing as a real protest anymore. There's the real protest that will be treated as a riot and everybody will be arrested. And then there's the fake protest that's just the show that they need to act like what they're doing is by popular demand. It's been three years since we had it. We got it back in stock. The amazing 30 parts per million, highest quality colloidal silver and all the great things and all the great uses. Back in stock, limited supply, Infowarstore.com, 30% off. And it's a very limited supply, but we have it back. Infowarstore.com, silver bullet, colloidal silver. The Infowars Live silver bullet, colloidal silver has returned. Silver bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high quality processes to ensure for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. It is amazing. It's got thousands of reviews, five-star reviews. Infowarsstore.com. Silver Bullet returns to Infowarsstore.com. And while you're there, get some super female vitality, some turbo force, some brain force, and some brain force ultra. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. So many of our stories today have the unifying aspect of freedom of speech. It's not a coincidence. It's amazing how this is being weaponized. It's also just honestly hilarious to me these climate protesters like I can't I really can't wrap my mind around it you've got the Biden administration canceling oil licenses and drilling licenses across the country just like all of them they let one through in Alaska which I think you know, they they allowed that to go through sort of at the same time that they we're announcing some mobilization of some forces. To me, it was 
sort of like, okay, their calculus, they go, okay, if we're going to start a war with Russia, we need at least a little bit of our own oil. We need to have at least one oil field that we can actually access. So we'll go ahead and do this one in Alaska. Like to me, it was more of a uh, war planning preparation that was taking place. But regardless, they've shut down Keystone XL pipeline. They shut down all the pipelines, really. Like, can you imagine? To me, this is this is people protesting McDonald's to demand that they sell burgers. It's like that's what do you? That's what they do. That's all they do. They they try as hard as they can to sell as many burgers as possible. Why are you protesting them demanding they sell burgers? Like the governments in this world, all around the world, but the Democrats in this country are feverishly pursuing every climate change agenda scheme they possibly can. It's not enough. It's not enough. They're protesting, and they feel like this is some sort of existential crisis that's not happening fast enough. It's like they are already destroying everything in their mad pursuit of this goal. So what are you doing? Why aren't you satisfied? When will you ever be satisfied? What do you even think you're pursuing? It's nonsense. It's madness. This is a good example of it here from the UK. Sadiq Khan wins ULEZ legal battle in high court. So ULEZ is the ultra low emission zone, has to do with the 15-minute cities. Sadiq Khan's plan to expand the controversial ultra low emission zone across London looks set to go ahead next month after a legal challenge to halt the scheme failed in high court. See, when they say Sadiq Khan won this battle, I mean, somebody had to lose, right? Who was he up against? Who was Sadiq Khan, mayor of London, going up against in this court battle? Well, it was the people. It was actually a consortium of five different councils. Each one of those councils, of course, elected to their position by the population of their council area. So you've got Sadiq Khan as the globalist head of, you know, elite decision maker, enforcing and imposing his will on the vast majority of the people who don't want what he's pushing. So these are the people that the climate activists are campaigning for. These are the people that they are trying to pressure to do even more. They're not representative of the people. It's quite literally like the people at the top enforcing climate change agenda and then also funding actors to pretend to be protesters to give them the legitimacy and the justification to say, look, all these protesters, clearly people want this. You're funding it. You're the ones funding it. And we've gone over the funding before. So again, this is Sadiq Khan's uh, plan to expand controversial ultra-low emission zone. In a ruling on Friday, Mr. Justice Swift said three claims made by five five conservative-led councils challenging the, the extension had failed. The London mayor said he intended to press ahead while extending the road-charging scheme after the judgment was handed down. So now it will cost anybody that wants to drive within the city limits of London $16 a day to drive within London, just an extra tax on people who want to get around a, an amount that won't have any effect on the elite to who 16 dollars uh, $16 is, is nothing uh, but the average you know regular person in london that just has to drive to do their job or to get where they're going they will be forced to pay that extortionary amount so again going back to this woman interrupting the White House scheme. This is just hilarious. I was just going more through this uh, thread from Nuance Bro. 
where he's exposing he came on after he put out this video he came on with us to discuss it exposing biden's tiktok army where they talk about and exposes these people who are gen z for change used to be called tiktok for biden they're actually cooperating with the biden administration to do things like influence people about the russo-ukrainian war Hey, kids, you want to do a cool dance and send people to their deaths in a fiery conflagration of madness? Join Gen Z for Change. So the organization was renamed Gen Z for Change in January 2021. In early March 2022, the presidency of Joe Biden enlisted Gen Z for Change to help organize a briefing between senior administration officials and prominent social media influencers about the Russo-Ukrainian war. Shows this, the readout of White House meeting with young leaders on Reproductive justice and civil rights. You are literal paid shills of the government. You absolute puppets. And they include this official White House release of Gen Z for Change, showing they've coordinated in the past directly with the Biden White House, who they now are pretending to interrupt and to be fighting against to force them to do more climate change laws. It's just so ridiculous. And so this girl actually responds to Nuance Bro. Hilariously. So again, this girl who interrupts Jen, or not Jen Psaki, but interrupts Corinne uh, Jean Pierre in such a brief, she had to summon all of her courage to do this. Uh, and she comes out and is like, um, I've never shaken hands or talked to Biden. Go to my TikTok. I push the administration in nearly every post. I've never shaken hands or talked to Biden. Well, that's not what was said, was it? It was that you were coordinating with the White House to be an activist and a paid shill for the White House. Oh, but I never shook hands with Biden. Well, lucky you. You didn't get molested by Biden. Well done. And so then somebody actually goes to, so she's like, uh, go to my TikTok. You can see I've never coordinated with the White House. And you actually go to her TikTok and it's a letter from the White House saying, dear Elise, thank you for submitting your RSVP. We have received your information, <laughs> right? Thank you for RSVPing to our invite to the White House. Here she is uh, with uh, the official, you know, literature from the president requesting the pleasure of your company in an invitation. Wow. Uh, uh, invitation directly from the president that you say you've never met and don't coordinate with. As one of the TikTokers on the White House call, I'm honored to be made fun of by SNL tonight. Four years ago, I started documents on Trump's failure on climate change. Four years ago, I posted these docs on TikTok, helping thousands to convincing their loved ones to vote Trump out. Today, I'm invited to the White House. That is what my life still needed. What is my life? I still need a Green New Deal, though. So again, these people are just literal paid shills. It's ridiculous. But this is the future of free speech. You have free speech. You can interrupt things. You can destroy things. You can protest. You can petition. You can do all sorts of anything you want. As long as you do it with the approval and, in some cases, coordination with the elites that actually run things and are doing everything anyway. Free speech. Free speech indeed. Of course, another free speech news. Michigan Democrat governor signs ban on conversion therapy for minors. So just in case you were wondering where this dichotomy manifests and in different regards – Schools are now required to push transgenderism and LGBT and pride and homosexuality. But if you try to push back, that's illegal. That's conversion therapy. So it seems, again, odd that they seem to understand that somehow talking to a kid about sexuality and, and pushing an ideology on that kid can have an effect and actually 
change or alter their sexuality or, or have some sort of impact on their mental state, but only in one direction. But it's only it's only bad if you're saying that you want somebody to be straight and or you say it's a sin to indulge in homosexual temptation. You know, if you push what the Bible teaches, that's bad. That's conversion therapy. That's illegal. You'll be arrested or fined and your child will be taken away and they'll call it child abuse in California. But if you put a kid in a dress and show him hardcore cartoon pornography in elementary school and tell him how cool and and brave it is to be gay, that's not conversion therapy uh, because that's, I mean, what, it's grooming? You think grooming's a real thing? There's no such thing as grooming. Here we are as a country. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. We finally have our original best-selling colloidal silver back in stock. With the supply chain breakdowns and all the problems of the economy, we could not get the highest quality colloidal silver for almost three years back in stock. But now we've got it. 30 parts per million from the top lab. We've got a limited shipment. Hopefully we'll have a lot of it in the future. But if you want to experience and have in your medicine cabinet, have in your preparedness arsenal, High-quality colloidal silver from the best manufacturer. We have it right now, private labeled, under the name Silver Bullet at InfoWarsStore.com. Limited supply, 30% off. InfoWarsStore.com, Silver Bullet. Research colloidal silver, find out what a game-changer it is, and then get yours at InfoWarsStore.com. Silver Bullet, back in stock, 30% off. InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Friday morning, July 28th. Welcome back to the American Journal. Infowars.com, band.video. The free speech platform, unlike any other, band.video. So many incredible content creators at work there. So as we talk about all of these various aspects of the destruction of the First Amendment, remember that there is one organization that will champion the First Amendment regardless just as in an absolute and principled fashion, and that is InfoWars.com. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. It's the only way 
we get any funding at all. We have no investors. We have no advertisers. We have only you. When you go to InfoWarsStore.com, please go to InfoWarsStore.com today. Take advantage of the Patriot Pride Month sale. You're getting up to 60% off plus double Patriot points on all of these products. Now is a great time to stock up. The storable food is on sale. Just buy your toothpaste with us rather than the big box store and rest easy knowing that in some small way you have contributed to the restoration and continuation of the First Amendment that is the underpinning and the bulwark that so many of our rights rely on. And with that, we once again embody the First Amendment by going out to your phone calls. We have Patty in Boston. It's called in on line one. Thank you for calling in. Patty, you are on the air about free speech. Hey, man, did you guys just play the interrupters on the bump in? We play lots of things. I, yeah, I'm just saying it's outstanding. That's, that's a great record. Well, thank you. Know? you. And remember, you can go to uh, you can go to AmericanJournal.info, and there's actually a Spotify logo on there, and you can act, you can find a playlist with all the songs that we use during the show. So if you hear anything you like, go to AmericanJournal.info, click the uh, Spotify button at the bottom, and uh, you can find all of our music there. That's beautiful, beautiful. Hey, I I wanted to talk to you about free speech because I'm confused about what the right actually believes about free speech, because I recently, as you know, went to the Nick Fuentes um, group therapy session down in, in West Palm Beach, Florida, and I was told during that, that event that they preferred a theocracy and they preferred anti-blasphemy laws and they preferred forced conversion for the entire country into, into um, Christianity. So I want to know exactly what the InfoWars position is on free speech if you can possibly support a guy like that who's saying that, hey, basically, convert or die. Oh, what do you What do you think my position on that is, Patty? I, I want you to speak for yourself, man. I I, I I could guess, but you know. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing about you being. You. This is the thing about being principled. I'm completely against that. Obviously, I think that's a ridiculous thing to say. Force conversion, or uh, you know, forcing people to even be Christian or especially be Catholic. No, that's absurd. I'm uh, absolutely against that. I, I would still, I would consider myself what you could call like a Christian nationalist, but uh, that doesn't mean I want everybody to be Christian. It means I want my government to, to be Christian and to uh, embody the, the Christian ideals of our forefathers that informed all of the rights that we have today. So yeah, I, I'm pretty, uh, not a difficult call for me to make, Patty. I'm completely against any forced conversion or, uh, you know, imposed religious beliefs on the people of America. 100% against it. Sure, I didn't think you were. But uh, I, what I would ask you is, uh, do you believe there should be a religious test for political office? Uh, no, I don't think there should be a religious test because, I, I mean, I don't think a religious test would uh, matter. I mean, you you could just say whatever you want, right? You can say you believe in God, even sure. if you don't. So, I mean, I, I, but I think that, uh, that you should judge people by their actions and see whether they're, they're a Christian or not. And I think that, uh, a belief in God is, is an, it's an important part of, uh, being a public figure because, you know, I, I saw, it's actually a TikTok I saw the other day that was really good. Cause 
you know, is this guy going, oh, you just follow one person, Jesus Christ. That's, you're just going to submit to one person. The guy goes, well, who do you follow? And the guy's like, myself. It's like, all right, well, you follow one person. It's just you. So I'd rather my, you know, leaders in this country follow the one person that is God incarnate, Jesus Christ, rather than follow the one person that is them and their own uh, interest and their own concerns. So that's just me. Do you think an atheist could possibly be a decent public servant? Yeah, I think I think they could, but I think they have to not be a militant atheist. I think they have to not less of an atheist as like a you know, cuz atheist means like anti-theist. So, you know, I think they have to not hate or cuz that's cuz that's what happens, right? Patty is that you get atheists who get in who impose their beliefs on Christians, but because they're not religious, they don't see it as like religious indoctrination, right? Even though it is, even though the questions that they're uh, that they're answering the the uh, you know conflicts that they're resolving are of a spiritual nature and have to do with belief and morals and they feel the right to impose their morals on other people because they go oh but I'm, they're not religious morals I'm not a religious I'm not imposing a religion on them but they are imposing a moral framework they're imposing you know their own metaphysical beliefs on people so I'm against that and I think that uh, that's led us you know, to where we are now, which is, which is not a good situation. So I'm against imposing your belief on anybody, whether you're uh, an atheist who has a, a atheistic religion, even though it's what it is, a religion still, or, you know, a, a Christian imposing it. So yeah, I'm, I'm against force or imposition of any tyranny over the minds of man. Well, I would just say that I, I would caution you to, to assume that atheists would want to impose their atheism on you, because I can give myself as the perfect example of uh well of a lot of things but in in particular in this in this situation uh my whole family is christian i love my family i respect all of them i respect my christian friends i count you among one of them Mm -hmm. and and i don't want to uh to tell you what to think about you know uh the hereafter or 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 god or not god or whatever but i think i would be able to serve in office as a reasonable person for all people without, uh, without you know, regard to, to what they believe or don't believe. So I think we should all just maybe tamp it down a little bit, you know, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, th- I, I think that, uh, we're not in a position where the, the Christians need tamping down, but the atheists are, uh, let me ask you about this, Patty, this story that we have from yesterday, Michigan Democrat governor signs ban on conversion therapy for minors. Now, whether you agree with conversion therapy or not, it's a vague phrase that, really in practice means that just like what's happening in California, right? If you don't affirm your child's gender identity, they call that child abuse and they may take your child away. That's not, it's not, um, you know, exaggerating. That's literally what's written in the bill. So to me, it's like they clearly recognize that the LGBTQ question, right? The idea of whether kids should be groomed sexually one way or the other, it's clearly a religious thing when it comes to churches trying to tell kids to be chaste, to be virtuous, to, uh, you know, uh, be happy in the body that God gave them, that's they call conversion therapy and ban it, whereas they're actually forcing schools to, you know, teach kids the opposite. I like it's clearly this is clearly a moral question. It's a spiritual question, yet the government seems, you know, perfectly fine with tamping down on one side of this while celebrating the other. I mean, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think this is a tricky question because, uh, you know, if I look back on my upbringing and, and how I was raised in, in Catholicism, 
and going to Catholic school my entire life and, and being, um, you know, beaten nearly to death by nuns. Uh, not, not really. I'm just kidding. But uh, being occasionally smacked around by nuns. Um, our sexual education was so harrowing and so so gross and so uh, disturbing that uh, I, I, I don't think I even masturbated until I was uh, 21. So it's it's I I really don't know exactly what the age that is. That might be to, more to than we need to know, Patty. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it is. But I just think, well, you didn't have Sister Pauline for for sexual education <laughs> in fifth grade. Sister so Pauline. All I can say is that I think that there, God rest her soul. I I think that there there is uh, a, a reasonable argument to be made about when we start bringing these these issues up to kids. Um, and I, I think there are obvious examples of it being way too early and way too uh, kind of freaky and weird. Yeah. And I think that there are examples of it being way too conservative. So uh, I think it needs to be done on a case-by-case basis. And I know this is going to be one of those, like, you know, people are going to say milk toast uh, takes where, where oh, well, you're just playing both sides. But I honestly think that this is more complicated than I can than I can just explain in a, in a 30-second radio well, uh, soundbite. So. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree, but uh, it's it's. This, I think this was a, a fun little conversation. I, I I got a lot from this, so uh, thank you for for calling in once again. And uh, clearly, those Catholics gave you a firm foundation that you've been able to build on. And uh, I, I I'm glad that you appreciate that, even in your sarcastic and uh, acerbic way. Uh, but you know, clearly, for the for most of government. They are fine with pushing the atheistic, materialistic view and banning the Christian one. InfoWars is a one-of-a-kind operation. And so please go to InfoWars store and just make a donation. And you can make it one time or recurring. You have a little profile there, canceling time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it. You just click it and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees instead of making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The big July 4th sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free, and that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you.